Welcome to the Overreact Podcast Season 2, girls. In a society that puts women into a box, let's overreact. Yes, we are so privileged to be back. And I'm your host, Monica Mahoya. It's your girl, Angela Wamboy. And it's your madam, Lasha Angela. Okay, madam. <laughs> Today, it's such an exciting day that we have our very first guest on Season 2 uh, here with us in the studio. In case you missed last week's episode, we were introducing uh, Season 2. And you can find it on Sister Speaks Global on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Anchor. And also Capital FM, SoundCloud page. We talked about our season two, what to expect, celebrating an area of women in leadership positions from different diverse fields. And each woman uh, will be sharing the uniqueness of their journey from the top, the barriers and the glass ceiling. So yeah, we are super excited to have another ovary in the house. Yes. And um, <laughs> we're so excited to have this ovary in the house because what better way to start off than with a member of our Capital FM family with none other than Farida Idris. Today, they will be overreacting with her as she talks to us candidly about her journey in the media industry, which, you know, spans over 15 years about. Yeah. Um, and basically, you know, she started from humble, humble beginnings and she's going to tell us more about that. But she is currently the group commercial director at Capital FM and also the Karoga Festival Project Director and is also on the advisory board for Broadcast Media Africa. So Farida, it is a pleasure to have you here with us today, overreacting with us as our first guest of season two, and we welcome you. And uh, yeah, tell us more about yourself and share one interesting fact. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited that Angela approached me, Lash Angela approached me uh, at, at Koroga. And she's like, I want you to be our first guest. I was like, I'm going to do it. Just let me know. And <laughs> call me in two weeks time. <laughs> and I did just that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, one fun fact about me is that I'm such a workaholic. <laughs> I don't know if that's it fun. Is. That's, fun. <laughs> that's not fun. Unless that's not fun. <laughs> oh, do I do anything else apart from putting events together and just work, work, work? Yeah, I like working out. I'm scared of cats. I hate cats. <laughs> you can't visit my event. You can't come to my house. Yes, I have a beautiful matata. <laughs> But yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, we are so happy and we can't wait to, you know, unravel your story. Um, and the reason why I approached you is uh, we're friends on LinkedIn and you shared your um, interview um, about your story. You're a girl from Isiolo, which I didn't know. And um, and I like the title. What drew me is the title of the article. It said it simply said a girl from a simple girl from Isiolo County who rose from a sales agent of a startup company to a commercial director of Capital FM. And so, and in addition to that, you know, your the main person, the boss lady, <laughs> the bridge, <laughs> organizing one of the biggest festivals in Kenya, the Koroga Festival, and all this achieved without formal training and a college degree. And we live in an African society, for that matter, that enforces this idea that you must have a degree, you must have this sense of education to be a director, to yeah. be a president, to be whatever. Um, and and it, you know, can can make you feel, especially if you've come from a humble background, that if I do not have those things, then I don't deserve a sit in this table. Um, how have you managed to continuously defy the odds of your success? Um, first of all, I don't think that 
you know, like for example, if you wanted to become the president of the United States of America, you don't need an academic qualification. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it's actually just your experience, what you do put in. Uh, so for, for example, for myself, it's um, the grit, the perseverance that I have when it comes to facing challenges in the industry, um, you know, long-term goals that keep me going, um, you know, my, my attitude towards how I approach everything and the execution, um, and also the conviction that, you know, um, I am the best in the industry. I'm working with the best in the industry, so I have to make it work. Uh, those are the kind of things that sort of like get me going. Um, I do have a degree. <laughs> but, but when I met chairman, I didn't have one. So yeah. I was just transitioning to go to school and I did. Um, but even without it, I just, you know, got on the bus and started yeah. doing whatever I was supposed to do. And you yeah. weren't limited by the things that, the, the way the societal describes and says you must have this in order to pursue it. Um, you know, even for, sorry, um, like when I'm so sorry to use this example, but even when you die in your eulogy, nobody talks about the kind of degrees you had. You know, they'll talk about your experience, your, you know, how people interacted with you, what you achieved as a person, as a human being, how good you are, how nice you are to society, your beliefs and stuff. So, yeah, it, 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 it's important. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But it's not your end all and be all. Exactly. Yeah. For success. And it's also, I think now that you've said that, it's also how you make people feel and the impact Very you live true. in people's lives right yeah. and um in the journey of of leadership it's about that it's what how you and may impact and change um not only in your own personal life because it's also about your career development yeah. but to those around you um who have been the women or men in leadership positions you can say that have influenced your leadership style what is your leadership style perhaps and how would you define leadership so i have um i adopted two leadership styles one is participatory, where I am very involved and very hands-on with the projects that I take on. And um, so I like to involve uh, my team with me. So there's no decision I'll make without them, right? And, you know, um, so we'll come, we'll brainstorm together. I'm there throughout. Um, and then, you know, obviously, because I'm in a leadership position, then I get to make the last call. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the well, that's one of my leadership styles. The other one is delegation, which I think is very key because, you know, um, from where I sit, I need to make decision on behalf of the organization. I have so much to plan. I have, you know, targets and the organization is looking at me. So sometimes I have projects where I just delegate to my team. And and to be honest, they're very competent. Um, Koroga was so big this time around that I, I remember I didn't I didn't manage to come in on Friday. But you didn't realize, ah. you know, I was handling artist um, accommodation and this other side. I was doing press conferences. Um, I had I had other clients at the at, at, at the spectator stages. So I, I had to be in so many places, you know, but because I have a capable team, they were on ground and they were doing. And it's very important to to train them and bring them up to 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 par. Um, you know, so that they can deliver what you expect. Um, so those are my two styles, participatory, participatory, you'll yeah. edit that, <laughs> participative and uh, delegative. I love that. Yeah. One thing I've learned from this uh, small conversation that we've had with you is that, um, you know, education is the, it's not everything. Uh, I love the way you bring it home. Like, you know, when you go to the grave, no one will talk about your accolades. And I think one of the highest education we'll ever have or um, it's learning who you are and constantly changing yourself. So when you woke up in the morning, uh, the 
probably one thing I've learned from this conversation that has made me better than who I woke up to. Uh, thank God I was on the list of the wake up call. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I love the way you're saying if you don't believe in your team, uh, you you don't to, you know, go down. Yeah. So very amazing and interesting uh, to learn from you as, you know. Another sister aspiring to be in the leadership role. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in in terms of my the people that influence my leadership style, um, obviously the late Chris Kirubi, and I I was so fortunate enough to spend so much time with him in my younger years. Um, when I joined, he would hold my hand and take me to meet. You know, this one time he was like, "Are you ready? I'm taking you for a meeting." And you know, I'm I'm young. I'm 24, 25. I'm like, okay. And then we go. And um, he's like, this is the president of Ghana, John Kofor. He's also the president of African Union. And this is one of my, you know, uh, people that work for me. And let's talk about Africa. Wow. <laughs> totally unexpected. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I learned quite a bit from him. And I remember every time I had challenges and I'm like, I need to go to government. I need to do this. And he's like, you, you can do it on your own. Just when I thought I didn't, he's like, knock on this door, talk to this one and get it done. And and that's just been my style. I'm very bold, actually. I walk up to you <laughs> like, this is what I need. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and and for now, most recently has been um, his daughter, Marianne Kirubi. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like she's picked up so much from her dad uh, from since he you know left us last year. Um, he, she's managed to step in. And handled business just like the way he did. You know what I mean? Like her hands are so full and she has young kids and, you know, um, and she has a family, but she's still there with us. She's still running the other businesses concurrently. Uh, I see the grit in her as well. Um, So that would be the most recent one. Yeah. That's amazing. One thing I'm curious to know is um, I feel like a lot of women, um, especially if you come from a humble background, they deal a lot with imposter syndrome. So you said, you know, CK came and introduced you to the president of Ghana. Like... How did you get over the hurdle of feeling like, should I even be here? Can can I be talking to all these powerful people? What was your breakthrough? Um, I was quite confident. I didn't expect it. So I had the shock moment, which was very natural. And then I told myself, I'm here and I have a chance to sit and listen and learn. You know, you always have to be in a mindset of this is an opportunity that, that's been presented to you. Are you ready for it? You know what I mean? Because opportunity does make readiness if you feel you know um so i was there and i i sat back i had to interact with him quite briefly actually but i learned a lot from it and i was like this is it you know um like i have a chance to grow and opportunities do come you just have to be ready for it so for the young women out there don't be scared the world has so much to offer just be ready for whatever that's going to come your way i agree you said something about being bold um and my dad always says this the audacious favors the courageous so yeah and i think being put in those places you have you it's either you crash or you you fly yeah or you fly Yeah. yeah okay Interesting. Um, well, I keep planning. And the beautiful thing that you highlighted there, leaders listen. So you are there in the presence of this president and you are just listening because yes. you want to learn. And I think that's a beautiful thing as a leader. You have to keep on, uh, you know, uh, learning new things. And I have a question for you. Um, so there's this thing on newspapers, on um, on TV, like the media itself, or it does is uh, the first woman, the first. There's always a first, a first, a first. But unfortunately, 
there's been um, uh, statistics that said um, only 25% of the persons or we've heard, read or seen in the newspaper, television or radio news are women. So definitely over 70, they're men. Uh, so that's why also the essence of this Ovaria podcast is to change the narrative of the woman in and through media. So uh, chime in and tell us, um, you know, this fast woman, fast woman, um, what is the role of the media and where from where you sit, how can we challenge and normalize that, that women can be leaders and be moms and bulls and everything? Um, I think the challenge is just not in media and it's everywhere in all the other workplaces. There's just a natural bias, an unconscious bias towards if if I get into an in, if I get into a room, it's like she's a she's a female media professional you know so are we objectifying it am I not just a professional I have the same degree that you do I have the same capability that you do so um, how about breaking that stereotype and just saying she's a professional in her field you know what I mean um, so it's a narrative that we need to change but also another thing that I'm currently observing is is when we are given the chances women are we ready for it you know um, are, are we putting in the work? Are we thinking about it? Um, for example, the other day we were doing, well, we were talking about, we were just guessing who's going to do the presidential debate in Kenya. And it took the team and myself at least 10 minutes to come up with five names, female. So it's like, wow. are, we, are we out there? Are we, are we applying for these jobs? You know, are, are we ready for the challenges that come with it? And when it came to the men, it was like five minutes. You know, two minutes, we have five names. It's like this one and this one, you, you know what I mean? It was even harder um, to choose. Probably. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's it's the representation from ourselves. So let's challenge ourselves to come up to what the standards are so that you can be considered for these opportunities moving forward. And how has it been for you as a Muslim woman um, in media? So we talk about black women, we talk about African women, but then religion comes to play. And obviously um, when you're Muslim, you know, you're distinctive because most people wear hijab. Yeah. Um, how has it been for you? And, and not only from a societal, uh, but societal from your society, from religious society, way of thinking, how has it been for you? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I... For me, this is a professional job, right? Um, sometimes I have to go a little bit against the religion, but I'm also very firm on religion. I mean, I work with Angela. She sees that I pray yeah. five times a day and I wear my hijab and, you know, I, I do the full wash and stuff. So I try and find a balance between it, uh, between the two professional and my religion. I love my Lord. I am very religious when it comes to religion. Um, I do music. You <laughs> festivals. Do? No. Like oh, yes. Music, oh, yeah. <laughs> music festivals, which is, which is a little against um, the religion, but it's work and it's a profession. It's a learning so, to compartmentalize. Yes. So yes. If, if a Muslim woman is listening, or a Muslim girl, and she wants to get into media, um, with what you know now, talk to her. You need to have your own competitive edge. It's quite competitive out there. So make sure you master your skill set and present that to the world. Yeah, that's what you need to And not think about what, like, kind of just yeah. the tunnel vision. Focus, focus on your goal. Focus on your goal. So another thing I just want to highlight, um, you have... Your journey is an amazing example of a woman who definitely deserves a seat at the table when it comes to leadership. Um, you know, life wasn't served to you on a silver platter, but you've earned your spot. And with all that you know now, if you had a chance to go back 15 years to the Farida that you were 15 years ago, what would you tell her? Um, do you? Be you? Success is not final. 
failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue to, that counts. That's wow. what I'd say. I love that. Yeah. Love <laughs> um, I think the other thing is um, we often talk about our successes a lot, but we fail to recognize the failures. Um, as we recognize your success, that's why you're sat yeah. here. What have been the failures that have also shaped and modified you? Um, maybe talk of three that, like, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe mortified that, th- that this has happened. But now that you are where you are now, um, it makes more sense that you went through that. I'll talk about the challenges that I've had um, of, of, over the years. Oh, it's quite a bit. Uh, so, for example, when you walk into a room, looking the way I look, I'm from the north. There's one of three things that happens in the first 30 seconds. People look at you and they're like, oh, just another pretty face. Or what do you have to offer? And for me, I'm just like, it's the perception that matters and counts. So the way I speak to you, the substance that I carry and the message that you take out is what is most important when it comes to that. And then, you know, it's not been a smooth sailing uh, process the whole time. I've had, uh, I've had challenges when executing stuff. You know, we've had we've had some times to cancel things that we've already gone out and, and, and done them, maybe because I didn't plan initially the initial stages, uh, a proper, you know, budgeting plan or a roll up plan. So um, and, and, you know, you when when you're reporting to the directors, the real directors of the organization. So you feel like your neck is on the line for this one, but then it becomes a, a proper learning curve on what not to do next. Um, so I would say adopt accept the failures that you have it builds part of your experience and accept change and learn every prog- every process every experience that you go through make sure there's a takeout out of it you know at the moment but when it's happening you really you're not sure about yourself you know what i mean self-doubt is normal please don't don't dwell on it so much get over it get above it and just move the next time you do it you're going to do it better and that's how Koroga has become what it has become with the World Rally Championship sponsorship. So, Which was wow. a huge milestone for oh us. My God. The first of its kind of, the yes. first music festival to partner with WRC. Um, and on that same tip of Koroga, now that we've reopened, the world's reopened, what is your vision for Koroga? It's, you know, it's been a platform for numerous, countless African giants to take the stage. What is your future vision for Koroga? First of all, when I took over Koroga in 2018, I wanted to have a mix of both Kenyan artists and international artists, but focusing in Africa. Um, so I I changed day one to just Kenyan artists where, you know, we'd give them a platform to come and perform. And then day two, stack with the big African artists so everybody get a, gets a chance to see them. And then I wanted it to become like a world-class festival. So like Coachella, you know what I mean? That's the ex- that's that's right. one of the examples that I use all the time. And that's like a four-day festival, one-week festival, you know, Tomorrowland. And then when WRC came, I was like, oh my God, this is like a dream come true. I can execute four days of the festival, bring one of the best Kenyan artists, the best DJs that we have, and then bring an artist from Jamaica. I really love that. Oh, yeah. I so. enjoyed <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If anyone wasn't yeah. there, y'all missed out. So when, when can we look out for the next one? Um, November. We wanted to do one just in, sort of like in September, but you know, with the political scene and everything, we'll give people a chance to settle in, the new government to come in and settle in. And then we're looking at November. One more. 
one more our very in own the Coachella, year. right? Our yeah. very own Coachella <laughs> or Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> everything. You don't need to go there anymore. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes, we have all seen what's happening. Um, you know, with the visas and everything. Um, you know, when you come from this side of the sun, <sighs> going to the other side. Yeah. Mm. So crazy. crazy. So at the Overreact podcast, the crew is giving you a free billboard. We want you to put one advertisement. What are you selling today? And what will be uh, that advice that you want to give to a girl or woman who is tuned in tonight? Get the job done and don't let anyone rob you of your pride. Just do it. Awesome. Yeah. And what are you advertising today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking gratitude. Right? Yeah. Um, well, that caught me off guard. <laughs> I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am I advertising today? I need help with that one. <laughs> I think kindness and nuggets. We've yeah. learned so much from you. And yeah. uh, you're just over here sprinkling nuggets like confetti. Really? I love it. Yes, we love that's it. good. Yeah. That's what I'm advertising. Yeah. <laughs> now like confetti. Yeah, yeah, I, I love confetti. it. That's, I like right. that a lot. I think we've cool. all. I'm. It's my first time interacting with you beyond hello. Yeah. Um. So and knowing your story, I know it will help so many people. Um. And there's a girl in Isiolo County right now. Where in Isiolo County were you from exactly? Garbatula. Garbatula. Whoa. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> deepest like it's really in the interior can i ask you a question yes did you always envision you would be find yourself here at that at that girl at um what was your vision did i know i was going to join media no i mean you read my story i just walked into chairman uh, the late ck um but when when i took when i had the chance i knew then maybe this is what I need to do, right? And then um, I think my greatest breakthrough was when I became a manager. You know, when you get a job, you're just like, I just want to get a salary and buy nice clothes and, you know, maybe buy a car. And then I'm like, oh, a manager. That's nice. You know, Um, that was a a while back. And then a lot of things kept on coming. And then I had record sales for the organization. Then all of a sudden, everyone wants help from me you know everybody's reaching out and then when the chance came to become a director I was picked up to become a director as well so um I was like you know what okay maybe this is this is it okay you know yeah let's let's do it let's take it up let's do it and do it well yeah I think when we talk about visions um there's goals and there's setting goals how you know to be where you are and to consistently stay at the top and to find another peak, what are like, can you share some career goal setting tips that another girl is listening to and is kind of lacking the skills or um, imagine you're mentoring her? What would you say have helped you like help you t- t- continuously take those steps? What are the specific ways you set your goals, for instance? You need to believe in yourself. You need to have a dream. And you need to go for it, right? One of the things that I was thinking about when I was coming here was the only limits you have is the limits that you have in your mind. Mm-hmm. The speed at which you'll grow is the speed of which your mind expands. You know what I mean? Yeah, so don't limit yourself. Just move and keep on aiming higher and higher and higher and you'll get to where you need to be, 
Love that. Yeah. Uh, they say thoughts become things. So That's whatever what you're thinking right now yeah. uh, will probably be a thing uh, in the in the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm learning so much. <laughs> and uh, what's your one thing, for example, if a girl wanted to go to school? Uh, of course, you don't have to have, get an education to be in this space or whatever space you want to go into. So if we know that girls are not prioritized when it comes to educational investment. So besides telling themselves, believe in yourself, because we have imposter syndrome, we have the society yeah. reminding you that you're not eight. Um, so what is that peel? Uh, what is that a thing that redefines their self-concept, uh, you know, within themselves and, you know, forgetting the whole world around it? Okay. First of all, when, when you think of doing something great as a woman, you need to tell yourself that you're breaking the stereotype, right? So you're pushing yourself to become the woman that you want to become. So the minute you give up, it's like you've accepted that we can't do it. So always have that at the back of your mind, that you're defying all odds. You're going for it. You're a go-getter. You can do it. You can manage. And you're one of the women that get to do it. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm um, just listening to your journey. One thing that I keep hearing ringing in my mind is when preparation and opportunity meet. And, you know, your mind is prepared for yeah. that opportunity. Um, so if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Let us know. I'm on social media, but all my accounts are private. <laughs> Maybe I'll open up one of them. Yeah, it's at Farida Idris, all of them, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Um, I'm quite heavy on Instagram, actually. Um, please reach out. And they can I'll follow other you. pages. Yeah. Your Kuroga. Uh, yeah, Kuroga Festival page, of course. Uh, the Capital FM pages as well. But yeah, that's where I am. We thank you for sitting in this table with us and bringing your chair and showing us how you rose to the top. And may you continue rising to the top. I can't wait for, maybe we need a new name, Coachella, Coachella <laughs> or something. Um, but we look forward to continuing seeing your vision come to light. And um, thank you for everybody you, who's been listening. You have been listening to the Overreact podcast, which is a space where we openly ask the tough questions and have had conversations to trigger change. A special thanks to Coffee Nine Studios, where we're recording um, this particular show. And it's a place that we invite other content creators who want to do the same to come and check them out. Yes, tune to uh, um, more episodes of Overreact Podcast right here on Capital FM at 10.30 E18. And uh, this very podcast uh, episode will be available tomorrow digitally on SoundCloud on Capital FM Kenya and also Sister Speaks Global uh, podcast pages on Apple, Spotify, Google and Anchor. Make sure that you interact and follow us at Sister Speaks 254 on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You have been listening to your host. I'm your girl, Angela Wambo. I'm your girl, Momo Hoya, and you're not where you come from. And I'm your girl, um, Lash Angela, and your beginning is definitely not your end. And that is definitely what we've learned from Farida. Thank you guys for having me here today. Anytime. Thank you for I wish you could do more and more and more. I'm really enjoying it. You can join the Overreact. I'd love to. I'd love to. Ladies, let's Overreact. overreact.